Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Each Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life now your hosts of beyond the business eric cox and leslie haywood and great saturday morning low country welcome to another edition of beyond the business people you know stories you don't heard exclusively here on 94.3 wsc every saturday morning we thank you for tuning the dial to listen to our great show about leadership and entrepreneurship from around the low country you might also be listening to us via our podcast at coastalwm.com i'm one of your hosts eric cox we got a full house here today we do a byron stall is here again along with leslie haywood morning hello low country hello and welcome to beyond the business um make sure and follow us beyond saturday mornings and come to our facebook page at beyond the business or on twitter at btbchs thank you for having me back and you know what's so great about this show Mm. the tagline right yes it's people you know Stories you don't. And we really do a great job, I think, of bringing out stories and hearing the backdrops. And yes. you know, we all see um, different folks in life that are you know, successful and they're running businesses, but they just didn't get there overnight. Right, right. No one is an overnight success. The the journey. Well, you were, but everybody else in life, you know, it took a, them a journey, right? Whatever. <laughs> that was a 10-year overnight success. No, yeah, it, it didn't take that long, no. but... <laughs> 10 months. So anyway, we're excited to have you guys back this morning. Welcome to the middle of October. Here we are screaming through the year end. Just a few months left in 2019. Hard to believe. Uh, won't be long. We'll turn the dial and it'll be another year. So we'll just keep on having great shows and great stories of entrepreneurship as we did from last week. Um, we had uh, Alex Florin in the studio and she's been kind enough to come back this morning. So welcome back. Thank you for having me again, Eric. It's so nice to be here. I can't believe that Leslie did not run you off. I know she tries. So uh, she told me she was going to step her game up a little bit today. So be careful. Be ready. Um, In case you missed the show last week, Alex is uh, founder and lead designer for Design AFI here in Charleston. And Alex, last week as we were winding up the show, you were talking about sort of how the evolution of your business became and really all roads led back to 9-11. Um, so if you don't mind, let's go back and give a little recap, um, sort of what you and your husband were going through. I think at that moment you were getting ready to move to Atlanta and everything changed because of that infamous day. Right. We had plans to relocate back to Atlanta after, uh, being in Charleston for uh, a number of years and he was flying for the airlines. And when 9-11 hit, uh, he realized that he would be going to war. We didn't really know how long and what was going to happen with the airlines. And so we had to make some quick decisions and we decided to stay here in Charleston and build my company. And what gave you the courage um, to make that leap? Where did you, where did that come from? Because it's a scary, that's a scary endeavor, thinking about opening your own company and you had small children. Um, and where your did, husband's leaving and to your go husband's off to leaving, war. Right. There's, yeah, there's a lot a going on. a lot going on during that time. Well, when it comes to construction sites, I'm a fish in water. I, I am really comfortable and happy when I'm working with 
subcontractors and working on sites with people. And so that was just a natural thing for me to fall into. And the building business was booming in Charleston at the time. And uh, I knew a lot of great builders who needed design work. And so it was really easy for me to help them. And then it was easy for me to then develop properties of my own. And then those properties turned into not just designing construction, but also designing the home for the buyer. And that just led to an interior design company that ended up concentrating on not con- not doing the construction part of it and just doing the interior design part of it. As my husband was able to go back to normal life with the airlines back in 2014, it was really easy for me to just drop the rest of it and do the part that I was really passionate about, which is interior design. So walk us through the growth stage of your company. How did you find clientele? I know you mentioned that you had a great network of folks in construction. Was that the bread and butter of how you were able to grow your business? Uh, construction sources, yes, uh, but also realtors. Uh, I knew a lot of realtors um, from working with different builders and uh, developing properties. And uh, realtors were uh, always looking for uh, a designer that someone could trust to come in and um, that would be able to make architectural changes that needed to be done. And not all designers know um, that part of the business. And I am very fluent in that part of the business. And so it was just natural for me to take on those clients for them. You know, it's kind of neat to look back on your journey. Um, your gift and your skill has been honed in from, it sounds like, you know, you talked about last week, your dad walking you around to home sites and talking about foundations and houses. And as just sort of you've grown through your entire life, I mean, design work has really been a part of your fiber from a little child. Did you ever imagine as you were kind of just coming through life that you would end up owning a design firm and that would become, you know, everything to you? No, I really didn't see myself uh, owning a design firm or I knew looking back that I should be a designer because of just my, my life built me to be a designer. But at the, when I was a child, I had no idea. And what a, um, Again, another great moment when you go back last week, you were talking about the interview you had when you went out to Seattle, and you were really going out there to be a painter, mural, I can't remember the title, sorry about that, but the, in the interview, they tell you, you need to be a designer by looking at your portfolio and the work that you had done. Right. Uh, they they were amazing, and they had wonderful designers on staff. Uh, one of the people I learned so much from um, was uh, a Polish designer um, she actually had a Ph.D. in microbiology um, from somewhere in Poland. and um, But she had grown up with uh, great wealth and had uh, been exposed to fabulous art and incredible design. And she taught me so much. Uh, I just can remember being in her home and being surrounded by things that were exquisitely done and um, the quality of workmanship and craftsmanship. And it was the level of craftsmanship that I had been used to uh, working to achieve as a decorative artist, um, doing murals and things for people. And it just it just felt like home to me to be able to work with um, other elements in design that were of that caliber. 
in those early years when you started your company, what did you envision your company doing? Because you said it, it has changed over the years. What did you start out thinking your company was going to focus on or maybe your niche market? And how, what is it now? What is it morphed into? Well, the the interior design part um, definitely started with uh, decorative work, mm-hmm. uh, doing window treatments for people and uh, doing um, just all, custom pillows and things like that. When I say doing them, I mean designing them and having them created and installing them. And we do, all, we of course, do all that. But we really do everything from drywall in and sometimes move the drywall, uh, move walls and uh, gut kitchens. And almost every job we do now is a kitchen or bathroom model attached to it. That's usually how people find us. They want someone they trust to come in and run the whole project, but they don't realize that they also need furnishings and that the rest of their house needs just as much of a, a, as a attention and professional attention as their kitchen or bath does. And so that's usually how we ended up we end up doing whole house concepts. Well, I can speak from some experience right now because I'm going through a remodel and it's gone on forever. And my wife is kind of leading that charge. And it's not good for the sanctity of marriage to go through this process. So hire a professional. It <laughs> so is, this is a testimonial is on a, why you should on hire Alex. There's no doubt, Alex. Um, it is uh, imperative. Oh, you know Lee listens to this show. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, honey. Um, but it's true. And, and the value of what you all bring to the table um, I think I totally underestimated. So I might be a great person, like I said, to put a testimony on your website. Well, I have a question. You know, with your business being so closely tied to the housing market and the growth of the housing market, back around 2008, 2009, when the housing market slowed down, what did you see on your end during that time period? And how did you navigate that and come out to where you're still in business and thriving today? That's a great point. And actually, that was a huge turning point for my career because I was doing mostly new construction and working for builders up until that point. And when the housing market crashed, I wasn't planning to scramble, but I ended up uh, really quickly um, rethinking. And I started getting all of these calls from people that I had done uh, work on on their new homes um, to now make it their permanent home where they thought that it might be a you know a home for two to five years they knew now that they were not going to be able to get out of that house and they wanted it to work for them so uh, i ended up doing a lot more uh, interior design work which is exactly what i like and uh, ended up uh, really not going back to new construction Um, and then i had some really interesting life events happen during that time too because uh in 2011 which is right in the middle of that that crisis um my husband uh decided to go to las vegas for three years and fly drones and uh he really was ready to be done with the war and uh they needed him to do that work in columbia but (laughs) he (laughs) He got to go to Uh vegas Ed, Ed, sorry, buddy. Sorry, Ed. Is his name Ed? His name is Ed. He's sorry, great. Ed. I just, I, sorry. I 
Wow. Well, Ed is, jumped on that point. Ed is the only crazy guy who said, and I'm taking you with me. Oh, my God. So we did. As a reservist, he got sent to Las Vegas, and um, I did take my kids with me. We took them out of school, and I homeschooled them, and we hiked, and we mountain biked, and we had a great time for three years. And we went back and forth from Charleston and I kept my business here. I was going to say, how did you? How did your business survive in Charleston with you in Las Vegas? It, Where you did you double your winnings every day? <laughs> I take you know the money and put it, it all on black, right? Las Vegas was such a great experience for us. It was it was like um, a rest for us, truly, because we were pretty war beaten at that point. We had my husband had ended up serving, I believe, in seven wars and conflicts over twenty four years, wow. and we were exhausted. And we really needed to see each other. And um, with what he was doing for the military out there, we were able to see each other almost every day. And my children were able to see him. And we ended up having a great time. And my clients were fabulous. I actually told them, hey, I'm leaving for I don't know how long. They didn't really tell us how long we'd be there. Uh, But uh, so you might want to try working with this person or that person. And every one of them waited on me. So uh, I had one person wait for two years for me to come back and do their space. I ended up doing a gut in their house. And um, just I was so grateful for them. And my clients have been so wonderful over the years. And by the way, in case you're wondering whose story that is that we're listening to, it's that of Alex Florin, who is founder and lead designer for Design AFI. And Alex, like any business, you're talking about sort of the twists and turns, right? The ups and the downs. Uh, When you look back at this moment, is there anything that you would think, uh, kind of the Monday morning quarterback, that you would do different as an entrepreneur if you had that opportunity to do some of that over again? I definitely would have taken more pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I would finish projects so fast. Uh, that's probably my, my biggest downfall is I don't really photograph my work enough, and I should. But I'm usually on to, okay, everybody's happy. Now I'm on to the next thing for the next person. And I have a lot going on in my life. And that's one thing that I'm kind of bad about, not not checking not that little box pictures. and taking those great photographs. So, And after your three years, how old were your kids and how did you get back here? Uh, well, my husband ended up retiring and went the back military? to yeah. the airlines. And so we came back here and he said... Um, back to life and enjoy your enjoy what you want to do and he's so supportive and just such uh such a great um person to be doing this with um but he said you know go back and start and my kids came back here and went back into school and i started back my company um and then i broke my knee i tore my acl and completely severed it Doing what? My daughter playing volleyball just had an injury. Oh, I would love to say I was chasing some bad guy or something. Something really interesting, but I was riding my bike (laughs) in my neighborhood in Mount Pleasant. That's completely flat. Oh, my God. (laughs) I like you. Okay, you were chasing a robber and you were being a superhero. And Uh, just, you know, FBI most wanted. No. Right. No. It was I was in my neighborhood and I my my ACL completely severed and so they said oh you know you're so fit let's um let's use your hamstring you're 
you really shouldn't be doing it at your age, but come on, let's use your hamstring. And so they used my hamstring. So it was a major, major thing to overcome. And I still, um, I go see my therapist twice a week and I'm really serious about staying in shape. I did that two years ago. So I still go twice a week and work out my knee and Oh, wow. And how did that affect your ability to work and walk around these homes and do the interior design? Well, I really thought that, okay, I'm done. I'm just going to enjoy life now and just take it easy and not be quite so uh, um, ambitious about getting everything done. And uh, I did. I I paused for a long time and uh, I got mono, which is kind of weird to get mono at um, this stage in life, but I did. <laughs> so that shut me down for a while. See, and you got it because you were making out with Tom Cruise. We got to make these stories. <laughs> actually, they, while they were chasing robbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they think I actually got it from the gym from doing all that therapy on my knee, but all that sweat and all that. But um, anyway, uh, that changed my course for a while. And then I just went right back to it. I said, no, this is good. I'm My knee's back, and I'm back at it. And people were still calling me. And then I would do one more thing for one client that had moved or what have you. And I just, I seem to be destined to be an interior designer. So and Alex, I love it. I Alex, do love it. Speak, speak to the, the nature of being in a business, owning a business that has so much flexibility, right? There's a lot of different entrepreneurs we bring on this show. And uh, I think in a lot of their cases, going through what you've gone through with some of these adversities, I don't know how they would handle it. In your case, you had a business that, and a clientele that allowed you to be flexible. Um, probably didn't know that when you jumped in it that I had that opportunity. But now that you can reflect on it, uh, what has that meant to you in your life? Well, certainly everything. I don't. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I couldn't uh, be flexible with my time uh, because of my husband's job and my uh, my daughter's uh, activities and just life. Uh, but I also think that a flexible job requires someone who's extremely responsible. And that's probably my biggest strength. I take on really the whole responsibility of a project. And I take that very seriously. So when, even though I had the flexibility to design my own time and design my own life as I design people's homes, that time is really allocated to them being my number one priority. And... So that flexibility ends up being uh, a big responsibility. And what do you see yourself or your business five years from now? And what's the, what's the end game? Oh, oh, and your kids, do they have any talents? Have them paint ivy. Can they do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, my son is in college and he's studying to be a professional pilot like his dad. Uh, he didn't go the military route, but he did go to another SEC uh, institution you that can, I will not name. No, you will not name. <laughs> uh, and my daughter is a classical ballet dancer. She dances for Charleston Ballet, and uh, she is a joy to watch. And she is very, very driven and disciplined. So no one to pick up the, the you, you don't think there's any legacy as far as the design business? This is this is your baby? Uh, no, no, I really don't. Uh uh, who knows? I might be pleasantly surprised one day, mm-hmm. but I, it's been a joy for me, and maybe it'll you're be a gonna, joy for someone else. But I, I have no idea at this you, point. You're going to keep on keeping on. I'm, yep. <laughs> well, it sounds like even if you tried to get out, it just bring you right back in with the passion that you have and the the love that the clientele has for your work, which is you know tremendous. Um, what's you know looking back, you know 
depending on how far back, it's up to you. What's one of your favorite projects that you've ever done? Oh, wow. I have had so many fabulous clients. And if you go to my website and you see my portfolio, uh, a lot of people see pictures and they see uh, different design concepts. But I see people. I look at that room and I just think about those people that I designed that for. And all my clients are, to me, just so inspirational. They're they're so interesting, and they have crazy, active, busy lives, too. Uh, one that I can really speak to is I actually ended up designing a master bedroom for a former POW. And his wife wanted a pink ceiling in her bedroom. And he said, whatever she wants. And I cannot believe that I had this really cool guy who had been a prisoner of war, um, just had gone through incredible um, um, things in his life that required enormous strength. And every morning he wakes up and sees a pale pink ceiling and smiles because it makes his wife happy. And it's things like that that just give me great joy. They always say it's about the people, right? Whatever you're doing, it's about the people. And so when you look back over your life and your your professional experience, Alex, uh, you talked about your kids and and where they are in life. What advice would you give them um, that you've sort of gleaned from, you know, working for companies, being an entrepreneur, kind of having all the different sides of that? What advice would you pass along to them? Well, I'd always say forgive. (laughs) Uh, If you start every day forgiving Uh, other people for their mistakes and forgiving yourself for your own and end the day the same way i think you can pretty much accomplish anything honey did you hear that (laughs) forgive (laughs) what i said earlier just forgive (laughs) this is perfect thank you alex for that (laughs) i know you're you've got some value added you've got some value added stuff going on so uh, what is what is something to the to an entrepreneur that is maybe listening or thinking that they want to jump into that? What is a myth about owning your own company or being an entrepreneur that maybe you can dispel or help someone to avoid a certain pitfall when it comes to owning your own company? Well, I, it's hard to do it all on your own, especially if you're a service uh, business. My business is, uh, I mean, obviously we sell product. We sell everything that's in your room Uh, but it is mostly a service that we're providing not just the design but the procurement and the installation and project management Um, that is a lot of time and owning a business is an entirely different um, job so you're really doing two jobs at the same time if you are providing that service and owning that business and I would tell someone get help even if you're hiring someone to schedule or uh, take down uh, phone messages whatever it is however small you can start with uh, getting support that's really key would you ever look at in the future hiring someone to give you support as you continue to grow this business and stay in this business? Well, I'm very fortunate. I have a great marketing team and I have a great group of subcontractors that I've worked with for years and have kind of culled into exactly who I want to work with. And we all work together really well. Uh, So they're definitely part of my team. And, you know, I have a bookkeeper and office manager and all of that. So I, I have really the support I need. Uh, I think the biggest thing is having the support of your family 
uh, to believe in you and to be patient with you and forgive you for some of the the time that you have to to give to these clients who um, are really investing in the biggest investment of their life in many cases is their home. And for us to be responsible for that investment is an enormous honor. uh, And um, we take it very seriously. So in our last little bit that we have left, oh, do we have Leslie, for lightning you, yeah, jump in and do that real awesome, quick. Awesome, awesome. I'm going to just throw a couple questions at you. Sure. And this is how we get to know you beyond the business. Um, what's the most important social media tool that you use in your business? Oh, you would have to ask my marketing person. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. We right, I would guess Instagram. Instagram is, is where it's at sure. right now. And I'm going to say that, and they'll probably correct me later today. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> The best book you ever read? Oh, sure. Anything by C.S. Lewis. He's fabulous. The most influential person in your life? Mm. Uh, On earth, my husband. Oh. And the thing that you are most proud of, an accomplishment, and not your children. Everyone uses the children. I do. Uh, I'm most proud of having made it through as a military wife. Mm. I... um, that was hard. It was hard work. Right. Sure. And the final question, number one thing on your bucket list. Oh, definitely the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. Very cool. Very. You did great at that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Florin, thank you so much for your time and your story. Congratulations on your success. And certainly yeah. we all can see why your business is so successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a great uh, testament to who you are. So thanks for sharing. Thank you so much. Thank Again, you, Eric. Alex Florin, founder and lead designer for Design AFI here in Charleston. It's another wrap here on Beyond the Business. Thanks again, Low Country, for tuning in and listening every Saturday morning from 9 to 9.30. And until next Saturday morning, Low Country, have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Tune in next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC.